0: On this episode of Recruiting Hell, other than landing a job, there's nothing more amazing than that feeling when an employer says they'd like to extend an interview to you. It's a small culmination of all the work you've done over the past weeks and months, slogging through all the no's to get to the yes. That can feel so incredibly powerful and wonderful, but there's a hidden danger that comes with that feeling that you need to watch out for. Hello, and welcome to Recruiting Hell. It's great to have you here with us today. I'm your host, Rob Conlin. This episode is a bit of a spur of the moment type one. It was put together in a very short period of time in order to capture some of the feelings and emotions that were running through me and to be able to speak on them candidly and accurately. To open this episode, we're going to start with a quick little something about that feeling that comes from getting a response from an employer who actually reaches out to you in a meaningful way. That little personalized email from someone who's a real deal human being and an employee of the company that you're trying to get hired at is one of the most wonderful reliefs in the entire world. Now, this isn't to slight recruiters at all. In fact, I've met a ton of them over this past year and have even had a couple of them on this show. There are great recruiters out there and there are ones that give the profession a bad name. Good guy and good gal recruiters, thank you for everything that you do to help people get into meaningful positions. Cam Joel Lelge, the rest of the crowd from LinkedIn that I hang out with and follow are some of the wonderful people you may want to follow as well. And bad apple recruiters, step up or step out, y'all. Now, back to the point at hand, it's the relief that you get with this timely response from a hiring manager, and that relief is actually palpable. You can feel it in your chest, your lungs, your neck, your shoulders, which are coincidentally most of the places that a lot of people carry a lot of stress. Today, I'm going to take you through a short experience I had with a company that I recently came into contact with via my efforts on LinkedIn. Which, by the way, if you're looking to get that going, please reach out and we can make sure that we can get you a bit of a jump start. Social media is one of the biggest allies you have in your job search. Love it or hate it. One of my favorite ways to think about social media is that it's like, it's like a cursed sword. It may make you the greatest hero in the land, but it exacts a price from you. And whether that's a physical price or a spiritual price remains to be seen. Now, Dungeons and Dragons references aside, social media is what is going to help you win your battle against your job hunt. So whether you're watching this on YouTube, which by the way, if you are, you should subscribe, hit the bell for notifications and like the video if it is helpful to you, or if you're listening to it on your favorite podcast platform where you could leave a review or share an episode with some of your friends, social media is a necessary evil for your job hunt, unfortunately. So let's examine though how this necessary evil paid some dividends for me in the past 24 hours. We've all been to those websites for hiring. They have antiquate systems that gather resumes and they fill in all the information wrong, and then they ask you to talk about your work experiences. <laughs> Talio, <clears throat> excuse me. On a more serious note, these methods of gathering data on potential hires definitely seem, you know, robotic and there's A human element behind it, because somebody has to program them, somebody has to tell it what to look for, and we, of course, call those systems Applicant Tracking Systems, or ATSs for short. ATSs feel incredibly impersonal and can be, at best, something that's maybe a little frustrating to applicants. Now, this is why a more novel approach stands out and can be something that's a huge breath of fresh air. So enter my connection on LinkedIn. His name is Dan Sanchez. Dan is a connection I made a few months back, and he works for a company called Sweetfish Media. Now, Sweetfish specializes in producing podcasts for business-to-business or B2B clients. One of the big things in the marketing and business world is that these little things that you're listening to called podcasts are actually becoming quite popular. And as they gain a wider audience and a more accepted stance in the area of media, they're going to be something that is very important to businesses. Now, that's a little bit of a preface of what Dan does, but to give you an idea of why I think Dan was somebody that I should have connected with, Dan has great LinkedIn advice, and he has posts that I followed on, and I've interacted with him in a number of his efforts over the past few months. So what this did for me was it primed the LinkedIn algorithm to feed me more of his posts, and had I not done so and been diligent in my own LinkedIn posting and responding, I might have missed this. Now the night before I wrote this episode, Dan posted that Sweetfish was hiring, and because I'd done my work on being active on LinkedIn, I had a chance to see this because I check every single one of my notifications, and I said to myself, you know what, I see a lot from Dan and he seems pretty darn happy about what he does on a daily basis. And based on their industry, I think it might be a pretty good uh, idea to apply here because I may have a good deal of the skills required to make a go at any one of the positions at their company. So what did I do? I replied to Dan's post and I thanked him for the value he's added to me over the past few months and told him I was dropping an application. Now here's the strategy for you That's the networking for the give. So by posting that I'm applying, I'm giving Dan's post more attention in his network. I'm also expressing genuine interest in what he does and the position that he and his company have to offer. Now, Dan had provided a link to Sweetfish's job postings on Indeed, and it was broken. It didn't go to the right place. Oh, shoot. Shoot. So don't ever let this deter you. If somebody says they have a position open at a company, don't take the easy route all the time. If you can get there by taking the easy route through Indeed or LinkedIn or wherever it may be, go for it. But you need to also make sure that you're headed to company websites to get on their careers pages. So go to that website. I went to Sweetfish right away and I found their careers button at the bottom. Once I clicked it with a bit of excitement because... Sweetfish produces podcasts and that's something that I really enjoy. I was greeted with perhaps the most unique applicant experience I'd ever had. So when I clicked apply on the screen, it simply asked me the role I was applying for a through G, I think there were six or seven different one of the ones of them. And then it showed me, hi, it's great to meet you. What's your first name? Okay. This is a, a bit different. So it presented me with about 10 other questions that were, you know, real simple. I soldiered on through these uh, and felt like I was making a bit of progress, which was awesome. And all the while, it's in the background asking me questions that will help build me a profile for their company. Done in a very conversational manner. Thank yous. Hey, we appreciate you applying. Little extra steps along the way. And it was all done in this great conversational manner, even though it was administered by a machine. Around question 12, it got a bit more serious. They asked, tell us about the best job you've ever had and why. But as I typed that answer out and the answers to the subsequent questions after it, I realized that these questions never got ridiculous or seemed to be a chore to answer, and that was a breath of fresh air. Eventually, they asked me for a resume, but they never asked me for anything that made me feel like I was repeating myself, and that made all the difference in the world. The other thing that made a difference was the time commitment. The biggest time investment I made in this application process was me getting my thoughts together about one of their questions regarding who was someone who was a big fan of mine. The rest of my answers kind of just flowed out of my fingers into the keyboard. And that's a result of both great questions being asked by that company and my own answer preparation. There's a a stroke in the column for that. The whole process of applying for Sweetfish took like 12 minutes, start to finish, and it didn't feel overly long or overly short. If every experience was like this, I think a whole heck of a lot more job hunts would be over much faster. Now, the one thing at the end of this little job application that I thought was exceptionally valuable, and another reason I put my hat in at this company, was that they asked for feedback in their application process. Have you ever been asked that in any other job application? I haven't. So now that you've got the application process outline, that's kind of setting the stage, but it's not necessarily the application outline and the process that was what stuck with me. It was great. It was novel. It was simple, but the follow-up promptly the next morning was what sealed the deal that I should really be investing at this company. A real deal director of HR dropped me a personalized email at 8.07 the next morning. I didn't just get the auto-generated response, which I did get at 10 o'clock the previous evening, but I was reached out to and made to feel exceptionally human and valued. And this is where that danger I warned about in the intro of this episode comes in. And this happens for every job, whether they treat you like a king, like Sweetfish treated me or if it's just one of those awful old-fashioned tailio services. When we get validation in our efforts, it's only natural to celebrate. We had a win in a sea of losses, and it's really important to temper this joy with the reality that we've only won the first stage. We haven't crossed the finish line. It's a lot like a cyclist who wins a leg of the Tour de France. We've won the day, but we've not won the whole race. So it's important to set realistic expectations for what may occur from this interaction and get them firmly established in our mind as a likely outcome. You might do this by thinking or even maybe saying, which I think I'd recommend saying, I got a great win today, but this isn't over yet. Or this job is looking like a positive, but I need to keep applying. The dangerous part is that we get emotionally attached to these jobs that we get feedback from and the acceptance that we feel from winning that first round. This is why it's so important that for every interview offer you get, you take what I call, and this is one of my new originals, you take the Hydra approach. Apply to two more jobs at the very next opportunity you have every time you land an interview. Now, whether that's right this instant or when you get home from eventually being out and about, getting these jobs in will make sure that you temper that emotion of happiness with one that's neutral and helps you to continue to focus on your mission of finding a job. Now, this also has the added benefit of getting more jobs in your pipeline to make sure you always have interviews coming your way as well. Stacking your efforts like this is multiplicative, and a lot like the mythical Hydra, if you lose a head or opportunity, two more can spring forth from it. The Hydra approach takes some initial effort and is not a substitute for a normal application pace throughout your week. It's an add-on. It's something that helps your main job engine, but rarely will it ever substitute fully or even partially for it. Your job hunt isn't a single task you have to do. It's a huge, complex strategy that takes multiple strategies to get to where you're going. Now, applying consistently, networking for the give, the 50 cent strategy, the hydra strategy, and more that we'll share down the road in our future episodes are what are going to get you going and guide you to finding a job in the 2020s. The feeling and attitude of tempering your expectations when getting an interview goes all the way to the actual job offer. It's incredibly important that you stay focused on getting more opportunities into your pipeline without just settling in and waiting for an opportunity to come to you. As much as it might seem like a good idea and an easy break to settle in and wait for offers and results, using the Hydra approach at each step of approval from your potential opportunities is going to keep your pipeline healthy it's far easier to complete two extra job applications than it is to try and jumpstart a pipeline that's gone dead. Continuing to show up for job apps every day, even when the opportunities are on the line with other companies, is tremendously important. And the that attitude that you carry through your successes, as we've said in past episodes, can help kind of level out some of those failures. What happens, though, when you lose one of those job opportunities, when they say, Sorry, uh, we went with another candidate. Now, having multiple other avenues to look forward to helps keep your mind from placing undue importance on any one single job source. The attitude of there's other opportunities is one of the things that can help insulate you against disappointment when it comes to your job hunt. Remember, your job hunt isn't over until you have a deal in writing from that company. And even then, You may still want to continue to do your job hunt over the course of the coming months and years in case you wind up in a bad situation again. Another reason that we cultivate multiple offers is not only for your own selection, but also because companies have varying interview lengths and processes, some of which can be a bit overkill this aspect of the job hunt can be particularly frustrating when interviews stretch into the three and four mark for what we would probably consider an entry-level position in my career of hiring people i've seen a number of companies that just approach that line of getting to the point of i guess ridiculousness but if you're in a job application process that's pushing into an interview number three or number four with no end in sight and the compensation is not any greater than $30,000 or so, it's time to ask yourself if the time and effort for that job is really worth it. There's also something to be said about withdrawing an application. Don't be afraid to do it. In fact, now that I really think about it, that might make a fantastic second mini episode. I think we'll do that. In summary, when things are looking up, it's important to keep your nose to the grindstone and continue your job hunt relentlessly. Your efforts to obtain multiple offers from different companies can also be used to better your financial situation, but it may not be wise to play two companies against each other. That's something else we'll investigate in the future as well. Now, closing out for us here at Recruiting Hell, we wanna remind you that it is so important to take care of your, your physical and mental health during times that you're out of work or looking for new work. This episode, as well as so many others in this series are designed to make sure that you're okay. Uh, I have the famous saying of, make sure you check up on your people. With the way that this decade is going so far, this is my way of checking up on you, making sure that you know that you're valued, you know our mission to help 10,000 folks get the education they need to find a job they love when it comes to job searching to help 100 of those people actually land a job and to save 10 lives from deaths of despair due to finding meaningful work that helps people continue the lives that they want to live. So closing out, a reminder, our free job hunting guide is of course available at recruitinghell.com. I actually popped it on the front page and of course you can click that button called free guide, you know, it's right there and it will take you to our page to download six strategies to end your job hunt for good. I really do, as always, hope that guide is valuable to you and gives you the tools to help you or someone you care about set up a great job hunting strategy. You can also subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and, of course, on YouTube. That's where we're pushing a lot of effort towards now. You can actually see VODs and all sorts of things like that. For more from the show, visit our website, where you can also find our blog, our social media accounts, show notes, and links to both our Tee Public and Patreon pages at recruiting-hell.com which of course helps support your job hunt further and supports the work that this show does. If you have feedback, questions, or comments, those can always be directed to the Recruiting Hell podcast at gmail.com. Recruiting Hell is a production of Westport Studios and is proudly made in Wisconsin. Finally, as always, a big thank you to Purple Planet Music for our themes and you, the listener, for tuning in. I'm Rob Conlon, and until we meet again, keep moving forward with your self-betterment and your job hunt. It's a marathon, not a sprint and recruiting help will be here to help you keep paid.